0: Also to all the <laughs> listeners out there, we've been talking uh, for three so hours, but we've only I, been recording for about two. Hopefully, and a half. Oh, oh, good lord! Oh gosh! Editing magic—you won't hear most of it.
1: Pretty much filled in like a lot of the <laughs> lower details. Like I didn't want to go in. I kind of wanted to get into, but also like I kind of didn't <laughs> because I was, I was like, "Oh, this is definitely going to be adding another hour here." Spoilers, we will add another hour or so for the next episode. And if you only cared about the level itself here, stick around and stay here. But if you want to learn more about Call of Duty Zombies, check out the accompanying Zombies episode for more fun details. Now, let's begin the show with modules programming off the album Starlight Wonders. Welcome to Level Select, a podcast about finding the best levels in certain video games, whether it be the best representative of a game or just some darn good levels. I am here with Robert Beach, that is myself. It is also kind of late to my size, so I'm a little loopy, but I must introduce my guests and what is on our plates? My good friend. Well, if it isn't my old mate Slappy Daniels. Reese Egner. <laughs>
0: Hi, we're no longer talking about the sexual behavior of lobsters.
1: <laughs> that is for bonus content material, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> These past, like, 20 minutes of the bullshitting. Uh, oh, man. So, oh my god, like, what, what game are we talking about again?
0: And I'm so grateful that you got that soundboard, because it's just going to make this so much more fun. But uh, talking about... Black Ops 4 Drive
1: Zombies. Drive tiger
0: penis. <laughs> Black Ops 4 Zombies and its amazing new map, Ancient Evil, which has been uh, constantly being played in the living room PlayStation for the past couple weeks, courtesy of me, to the ire of all of my housemates.
1: Yeah, th- this pick definitely befuddled me. Which, like, I, I and I normally don't opt for like, the, like, hey, it's new, therefore, or, it's also like the the, the the best version of it. It's it's, it's 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 like I want to like give it a little bit little bit of time before that that, that newness of like the, the the new map DLC newness wears off and all that. But evidently, you you make a pretty strong case for this map.
0: Man, it's been it's been out for just a month and it's already just immediate. Like all of my friends who play zombies in Black Ops have just gravitated toward this map. It, they stick to it like glue it's just everything about there there's uh i guess in order to really talk about this we should really kind of break down exactly what call of duty zombies is because you know not everybody who's listening to the show has actually played it before
1: oh dear god no uh, so
0: let's 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 start sort of a little slow so ancient evil ancient evil is the map ancient evil is the newest newest dlc map as a recording for black ops 4 it is a uh Hold, on, hold, hold, hold on a whole, whole, whole second. Zombies experience. Mm-hmm. So let me
1: let me put it put it straight here. So ancient evil is the map. It's the sixth zombies map in Black Ops Four, Call of Duty colon Black Ops Four. It is also the fourth map. That's, that's four in
0: Roman numerals, but it's four eyes, not four an eyes I, I yeah. and a V.
1: I and V, which mm-hmm. is fairly conventional the way to do it, but. That's neither here nor there. It is also the fourth map chronologically in the Chaos Story, which is Black Ops 4's primary zombie story. And overall, it's the 29th zombie map in the entire Call of Duty <laughs> Call of Duty zombie universe. Are you okay? Are you
0: care there, Robert? You, I'm you just you very loopy confused you,
1: like like all these like it's like it's the 29th zombies map, and it's, it's a second storyline. I'm I'm just like this is
2: so much.
0: And what I'm curious about is regarding the zombie stuff. Are they when they say it's the 29th map? Are they counting all of the zombies maps done by uh, Sledgehammer Games in Infinity Ward?
1: I think they are. Uh,
0: yeah, Sledgehammer has done nine maps. They did four in Advanced Warfare and five in World War II. And then Infinity War did five maps as well in Infinite Warfare.
1: Because when you think of the Treyarch ones, there was about like four or five. Treyarch had five maps. There were
0: five maps in uh, World of War. There were six maps in Black Ops 1. 11. Um, Black Ops 2 had... I want to say it had six maps as well.
1: 17. And
0: then... Yep. And then Black Ops 3 had... Six original maps. Okay, it's 23. So yeah. I guess yeah. With and then uh, and then Black Ops Four has six maps so far as well.
1: Oh dear God, we're not, not even counting. counting oh my, I'm gosh. not counting any
0: remakes. We're not counting Zombies so Chronicles. Dense. We're not counting. We're not cr- counting Resurrection for Black Ops One. We're just counting original maps, and 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 like the remakes that differentiate themselves enough from the original, like Blood of the Dead and Classified. But um, yeah they've Class been doing this is, for,
1: is actually the remaster of the original it's, it's five
0: master it's a full remake of five okay well okay it's mm. the same level layout of the original map but they've expanded it they've added new areas they've made it a more uh, more modernized take more on, on, more modernized more fleshed out more easy to pick up and play the original five is really hard it's a yes. really small, really tight, close quarters map, and it's extremely difficult. I played zombies for a really long time. I can get to the really I can get to high rounds in Black Ops Four. I can get to like forties, fifties. If I wanted to keep going at that point, I could probably hit like high seventies and eighties. Good lord! But the thing is, I get bored after about like 40, 50, because that's about two hours of nonstop training zombies, running in circles, turning around, shoot them in the face, turn around, and run away, and just keep you know r- rinse, repeat.
1: And that's that was the style of, of of the older zombies, where it's just like, oh no, you're you're just like accruing more like higher and higher waves, like like oh, did you get past thirty? Did you get past forty? And so on. It's it's really more about mm-hmm. like
0: a uh, trial of attrition, I guess you can call it. Yeah, like when when zombies first started out, it was focusing mainly on a slow paced. It was kind of a slow burn. You'd start off in, like, Nocturne Toten, which is the very first zombies map that Treyarch ever did. And it was mainly thrown in, as far as I can tell, as a little Easter egg. Like, ha ha, you beat the campaign! Here, check out this cool little zombies mode we threw together. It just reuses an area from the campaign, but this time there's zombies in it, and you can can border up the windows and keep them out. You can uh, buy guns off the walls, because... They're little chalk drawings. You just hold the button and you spend some points and you get a gun out of it, or you can open up this box. Hey, check out! There's a ray gun in it. Isn't that cool?
1: It, it was a and, complete um, like slapdash effort that, that I just realized near the end, where it's just like, oh shit, this is this this will stick. This this will this is fun.
0: Yeah. Not only was it fun, but it, it's it's hard to well, excuse me, it's easy to forget that it was a map a mode made it. In, in, Almost entirely to compete with uh, Gears of War 2's Horde mode, like in 2008, that was hot. That fire was like that. That I'm, was. I'm, I'm burning trying close to remember right if, it, if it was just... like
1: it was like a matter of like a week or two apart from each other. Hey, so if you do want more information on the conception of Nazi zombies in Call of Duty, you can check out the World at War episode of A Little Select. it should be like episode 9, I believe, that really gets involved in the behind the scenes of, of how Nazi Zombies was created. An additional fun fact, um, November 7th is when <laughs> Gears of War 2 came out with so its horde mode, and yet November 11th, like four days later... World at War came out with its hidden mode and basically dominated the wave defense genre. Ten years later, but like at least we forget, oh, like man. it was world. It was like the 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 bonus to completing World at War's 2008 World at War's campaign. Like where after you beat that, then then you like automatically spawn into that zombies map.
0: Yeah, they actually they went and did that with Five and Black Ops One, and then they never did it again. Then yeah. it was just always available from the very start. You would finish Black Ops 2. You would get the reveal that Sam Worthington killed John F. Kennedy. <laughs> and then you are suddenly playing as John F. Kennedy, Fidel Castro, Richard Nixon, and Robert McNamara in the Pentagon. Because, why not? The best hashtag squad available in the 60s, yes. Ugh. Oh my god. Like, the only... If I had to change one thing, I would replace Nixon with LBJ. Because, frankly lyndon b johnson gave meetings on the toilet he nicknamed his (laughs) penis jumbo he was a weird weird man and i for as memey as richard nixon is nowadays he was he was just an asshole he was the worst person who ever lived and and um glad he's dead glad he's dead let's get that out of the way (laughs) richard nixon was a shit fuck him and uh Who's, who's really going to be defending he's Nixon in, in 2019?
1: In
0: Let's be honest, yeah, you man. know, like his image yeah. has been like like beaten to the ground already. It, it, like honestly, people think, "Wow, Nixon in Futurama is such a character," and you're like, "He's not a character." That that's basically how he acted. The only <laughs> difference being, he wouldn't be so clever as to come up with loopholes like. One body can run for president for two terms and then get a new body so you can <laughs> run for president for a third term, which is literally a joke in the in the episode where he first appears. Um, anyway, Nixon, five tangent zombies. It just kind of it, it, it started off as just a simple little throwaway gag. Hey, check it out. We can put zombies in Call of Duty and it's it's weird. It's inexplicable. Nobody anticipated it. And then it shows up and it turns out to be pretty damn fun. And then uh, they did it again with Black Ops One. You got at launch, you had Five and Kino Der Toten, Theater of the Dead. And then with Zomb- uh excuse me, with uh, Black Ops One's DLC, they you know expanded the storyline a little bit. You got a map in a Russian uh, cosmodrome, and then what was it Call of the Dead in the Antarctic with George Romero and Sarah Michelle Gellar and Robert England and Danny Trejo and. Uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, that, that
1: was the start <laughs> of the. That's like stunt, stunt. That was casting, the celebrity yeah. stuff like they do for like
0: every yeah, game. And, you know, Call of Duty is done. Yeah, with uh, Black Ops at the very least. At least it's it's a once a season kind of deal where they do the stunt casting. And uh, Chaos Story, Chaos Story had the stunt casting map this year with Dead of the Night, which uh, preceded Ancient Evil. <laughs> We're bringing it around <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you just can't like. There's just so much history when it comes to zombies here. I mean, hell, when you've got ten years, it's ten, it's oh very gosh. difficult. More to than get ten away years from. at this point now.
0: Yeah, technically more technically than ten. More World than at War came out like over ten years ago. God,
1: oh, thirty plus zombies maps. My gosh. But we are mm-hmm. here to continue to talk about Ancient Evil, which supposedly is the best. Black Ops
0: 4 Zombies map so far? I would say so. And, uh, I can break it down, because there's a lot of different components that make a, uh, a Black, like, Zombies maps kind of rely on... It's not really a triangle of different, like, three key elements that need to work perfectly in order for the map to synergize. Because a map can falter in a couple ways, and then people will still figure out ways to really enjoy it. But, like, um... I would say layout, um, the weaponry available, and ease of access to weapon upgrades on the map. So just how easy is the map to traverse, like opening up doors, because in in general zombies uh, style, you start off in a small room, um, and then you fight off slowly, uh, slowly growing hordes of zombies in order to build up points so you can exit that area and open up more doors elsewhere to expand the map to its full size you go about opening up the area uh you collect items that you'll use to build into uh, well buildables which will help you last crafting longer. material or like then quest you move material. on yeah crafting materials like uh the shields the uh items for the wonder weapons on the map if uh that's you know, pertinent if you need to craft it. Sometimes you don't need to craft it. Sometimes there's something else involved. Um, but just the general accessibility of, like, how do you explore the map? How do you expand it? How do you find stuff within it? And then how do you fight on the map? Like, long sight lines help. Do you have open areas for what they call training zombies where you get a small group of zombies to follow you and you kind of keep them at arm's length you, you, so that You kite them not... around, yeah.
1: So, so you can ma-
0: maintain... Exactly. It, so so you're... Mmo style yeah. kiting. yeah, but it's called a train just because you're kind of trying yeah. to funnel them okay. into a narrow area so that you turn around and you just kind of go hog wild with all your weapons to wipe out a huge crowd of them all at once. And that strategy is called training. And then there's then there's camping where you find a decent area that you can you can hold off with traps and booby trap the area, and then you just kind of let the horde come at you, and you've got the weapons necessary to keep them at bay for as long as possible. And then there's kind of a mix of the two. Or, uh, you know, find traps and then just kind of, you know, bring the zombies in an area where traps are going to be. Then you hit the trap button and you just let the trap eviscerate them. But all that kind of stuff is key to good level design. The accessibility of traps at good choke points, uh, finding items, where you're going to be buying stuff, like where's the mystery box, where are the perk machines. That kind of stuff is just a key area of map design. And I think Ancient Evil... Really gets that, and uh, compared to like um, the rest of the maps that came with Black Ops Four, you had Nine, Blood of the Dead, and Voyage of Despair. And Voyage of Despair is really cool because it's set on the Titanic, but it's pretty much just a straight line. You can go to the uh, you can go to the top deck of the Titanic and go into the the lower decks, uh, or you can just kind of head down straight down the middle. But either way, it's a very narrow uh, and very long map. So it just kind of feels a little claustrophobic, and that it does well for the, the map's uh, mood overall, but it just winds up kind of feeling sequestered and Tight. Uh, poorly paced yeah. as a result of that design. Yeah, and there's a lot of doors, so you're constantly just kind of having to stop in an area that's not really ideal to hold out against zombies in so that you can build up more points so you can move on and uh, further... You know, open up new escape routes or just progress. Further
1: There's not into a lot of map. breathing room when, when you have like and certain like s- such a narrow design to it.
0: And then you have Blood of the Dead, which I think is probably the worst map in Black Ops Four. And it's a shame because in terms of uh, what it offers for the original zombie story, the Ether storyline with like uh, Rick Toffin and Dempsey and Nikolai and Takeo it definitely tells a really interesting story of them getting trapped on Alcatraz and uh, trying to find their way out. But the actual design of the map is the same problem that Voyage of Despair has multiplied tenfold, where it is instead of just having like a narrow and uh, a narrow map that is very long um, where you're trying to move along lawn pathways, but you can kind of bob and weave um, Blood of the Dead is a line. There there are no real alternate pathways unlike Voyager Despair. You can't go onto the top deck and then escape the zombies oh, by going up or down. You go forward or you go backward. And there's teleporters everywhere to help you get around, but that doesn't really make navigating the map easy. It just means that you have escape routes in case you get cut off, which will happen a lot because it's just an awkward map. Um, And then 9 is probably the best in regards to the layout overall, but it's kind of simple. It's just a square. So, you have the uh, the arena in the center of the map, and then in each corner of the map, you have different temples that represent the different gods, and you can find the perk statues for the gods on the top floor of the temple, and then the middle of the temple is where you enter, and then you got a staircase to take you up or down, and then if you go down, then you can get into the bottom center of the map where the pack-a-punch machine is to upgrade your weapons. But it's too easy to open everything up and the map just winds up coming off as really simple and, and that's fine like, pretty decent, like people like map. will yeah. want to gravitate towards a simple yeah it's an easy map to learn the mechanics of the game on and frankly i'm i'm i think that's fine i think that's a it, it's good to have a learning tool because black ops 4 changes a lot of mechanics from previous zombies games
1: and boy, does it! Because again, like I'm coming off like like yeah. just just playing five in, in the original Black Ops, and like just seeing all these different like quests and and, and, and things you need to do. Like it, it just gets me like, man, this is dense. And also like I kind of want to play it now, but also I
0: really don't because it's so dense. Like I miss the simplicity you know, of it. It's always an intimidating process to learn the maps. But once you you do it once, maybe two or three times.
1: So the first couple of wa- first couple of waves, you like the first wave. You actually just fight against like, or they the, they're static, but you you get up like a foot or two close to them. Then they start attacking you.
0: Yeah. So the way that the map's cutscene opens when the characters actually enter the city, they uh. They slide down a rope, and then they find themselves in the actual complex of Delphi, uh, only to find themselves completely surrounded by a horde of zombies, which are oddly pacified, which is not and typical of zombies at all. Said and that, the, that the Oracle that she pacified
1: them for a little bit, but she couldn't yes, hold it any longer. She's
0: holding them back. She's Yeah, the zombies have been... Uh, zombies for millennia and the trial has been ongoing for a really long time and nobody finished the trial which means the trial kind of just keeps mm-hmm. going and, and going and going until it's over um, so you show up in Delphi your goal is to uh, end the trial so you can finally free the oracle and she's been holding the back, back the zombies for you so uh, the characters are walking through Delphi the zombies are not attacking them and then they manage to get into the temple of apollo where the oracle is present and right as she does she's like i've been trapped here for a really long time also i can't hold the zombies and you know then shit goes immediately hits the fan and then the map starts and then the zombies are already surrounding you as soon as it begins and i gotta say the first time i played this map was alone and depending on whether you're playing in solo or co-op depends on how many zombies are going to spawn from the outset when you play solo the maximum number of zombies that could spawn the first round is six so i start the map there are six zombies they die in seconds when you play co-op they still die really fucking quick but there's a lot more than six i think there's like maybe 10 or 12 but the scale of the initial conflict is actually going to feel a little bit like your first impression of the threat that they pose is going to be varying based on whether or not you're playing alone or with friends, which I think is kind of just a weird limitation of Treyarch's intended balance. But, uh, yeah, the Oracle winds up uh, being unable mm-hmm. to hold back the zombies for too long, but then she kind of becomes the, uh, the mission control for the map,
1: which see a isn't really zombies, something yeah.
0: that Treyarch has ever done before. Yeah, like, hey, here's this NPC who is explicitly there to uh, help out. She'll pitch and then, it. And the other like, funny, def- so, like, oh, I want to buy this door, mm-hmm. but I don't have the points to buy the door. So I hold square over the door, and it opens up. Like, all of my points are taken away. But the, uh, the Pythia, she, uh, she chips in with a couple bucks. For, like, a lightning strike area effect.
1: Right, and there's just so many, like, uh, different items in... Hands and wonder weapons to actually pick up. It's just, it is so dense that you need to have like an NPC, like the the Oracle, that's there to to kind of like help guide you through if you can't find it yourself. But the other, the other thing about the the Oracle, I find interesting, where you find like let's say like a statue of uh, Andromeda, is that she, she starts detailing like who this person is and gives some backstory on it. So.
2: Behold, fair Andromeda, offered as sacrifice by her parents to the sea monster Cetus. The so-called hero who rescued Andromeda murdered her fiancé and reclaimed her for himself.
1: So you have like clips like that where you're starting to like understand like it's all told from her her perspective about all all these like uh, great Greek gods. And just, just, just all, and you, you start like to realize that's it's like, it's like, oh, so you're you're detailing all their dirty deeds, and you're making it seem more like like like, like these Greek gods are, are really shitty. Because like, like, she starts talking about the uh, Heracles story.
2: Heracles, the most venerated hero of my age. Never mind that he enslaved and murdered women. Starting with his first wife.
1: So, you, you're starting to see like like what, what, what's what's going on with the oracle because you're just thinking so like oh she's here to help. You're, you're starting to understand like 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 hmm. that's, that's that's some interesting perspective. And you see Pe- Pegasus around. You're seeing like all, all these statues and all this like iconography, uh, Greek mythology, and then she starts like detailing some 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 of these other bits of, of her, of, 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 um, you started d- detailing and just dropping hints of like who she really is. So here's another clip.
2: The Asperides, three sisters who guarded the apples of mortality. There were several sisterly trios in those days. Some less beauteous than others. All woefully mistreated. Hephaestus himself labored here, forging the Kledonese, the Talos, and Pandora herself. A misshapen brute crafting exquisite beauty. Never judge by appearance. Never. Never forget. Your strongest ally could be your worst enemy tomorrow.
1: And that's all interesting, like, by the time you actually get to the...
0: Spoiler, the- she's a Gorgon! Wow, I <laughs> did see that coming. Why does she wear a hood? Oh, man, maybe it's because she has fucking snakes for hair. My God. And then when he actually gets to the
1: amphitheater, you see this this lady who's beheaded holding up a mirror in front of, Z- of the statue of Zeus and uh, whoever the other, like, person is is there. But, like, it is, it is so, so, like... I still enjoy <laughs> that, that that big reveal at, at the, the ending cutscene. The moment when it's when it's
0: made e- explicitly clear that you the Oracle of Delphi is also Medusa. It's weird as hell because one of the things that the Chaos story has been trying to keep, mm, let's say, on the down low, is this idea: are are the gods real? These, uh, you know, because. You In each of the maps, you are supposedly appeasing a specific god by performing trials. In, mm-hmm. in Dead of the Night, you are appeasing Danu, who is a Celtic goddess. In, um, in 9, you're appeasing Ra, the Egyptian god of the sun. In uh, Voyage of Despair, you're appeasing Odin, who is the all-father of the Aesir in Norse mythology. And then... In uh, ancient evil, you're in Greece and you're appeasing Zeus. So you're thinking to yourself, "Well, these could just be statues that are for the convenience of all of these, uh, for the convenience of the narrative." They're like, "Oh, it's symbolic. You're you're helping out Zeus," and then all of a sudden, ancient evil's ending just split. Expl- like the oracle is telling you all these events of Greek mythology as if they really happened, mm-hmm. and then. At the very end, it is made explicitly clear, yeah, the gods are real, Medusa is real, she's kind of pissed off that uh, Perseus murdered her sisters, and um, Perseus was the zombie warlord. He's the guy who... He's the main antagonist uh, here who unleashed the the horde upon you. Yeah, there's um, (laughs) audio, you know tape recorders that you can find in the map but they're not tape recorders they're just scrolls that speak (laughs) because plot convenience but they're told by like it's from the voice of Perseus and he's telling from his perspective oh I wanted to do this trial so I could appease the gods. I am a demigod. I'm a son of Zeus. I wanted to show off, hey, man, check out how fucking cool I am. Mm -hmm. I can kill all these zombies and appease the gods and take the prima materia for myself because I'm such a sweet fucking asshole. And, you know, uh, it answers the twofold question, like, who is the zombie warlord and why did the order only just discover the uh, goings on in Delphi? Why did they not activate this trial like they did all the others? And um, I think that's a cool twist. And the idea that Perseus is purposefully, uh, he purposefully had the trial. He forced the oracle to activate it because she was the only one who would be able to. And in order to intimidate her into doing it, he kidnapped her sister. So, hey, Perseus... Is you know maybe the uh, vindictive feelings that Medusa has towards uh, Perseus and his buddies, Heracles, and uh, you know maybe don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe that kind of stuff is well founded because she apparently has had some pretty shitty experiences with folks in her uh, over the course of the many years that she's lived. Like her, role. it also yeah. explains why she's been alive for millennia.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so it was, it was just like a like a like a like piecing all that together like, with what you said and, 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 and like the like the, the the heavy hints that 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 she was medusa
0: with all the subtlety of a brick flying through your window towards your
1: head i mean yeah but again it, it was still like within the level like you you wouldn't like, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that like like this would like take place within like a multiplayer like wave defense like co-op game so to speak
0: Oh yeah, like it, and it, like it's, think it's, it's about all, it this way too. Yeah. You know, Treyarch's storytelling previously is like, oh, zombies created by meteorites sent by Cthulhu to Earth in order to make mutants, so they could more con- easily conquer the planet. Weird, strange. Uh, originally, that was never the intention. Stuff, yeah. It was just world, like world takeover. Hey, there's an element on the periodic table that turns people into zombies. Ain't that cool? And then this one shows <laughs> up, and it's like. Uh, There's this black goop that turns people into zombies, but maybe there's gods too. And this map is the one that cements it as, yes, there are gods. Are they vindictive? Are they trying to help folks? Who really knows? You know, gods operate on a different wavelength to people. Mesopotamian mythology is like, you know, Inanna did murder the entire city of Uruk by flooding it. Yeah. But... She is a goddess, so I guess we kind of got to give her that. (laughs) And that's just the kind of stuff that they, you know, when these stories were told, you know, the gods operated on a different wavelength. Uh, The idea of Heracles being a fucking jackass rapist slaver isn't something that uh, the Greeks really would have batted an eye at because he's not explicitly meant to be the best dude in the universe He's just a guy who uh, went through some trials, and he was a son of Zeus, and he was a demigod. He's fallible like a human, but he's fallible like a god, too. But gods aren't really fallible. They're just kind of lullable. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Words of oracle.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I am so well-versed in the English language, it's almost as if I don't have a speech impediment. <laughs>
1: So just just the, the whole like progression of the, of the level you have it where where after you meet meet up with the or, or Oracle, you, you fuss around and in, in like one part of the, one part of the map and eventually like you, you reach this amphitheater area and you it uh, locks you in with a nice spirit barrier and the zombie warlord who is Perseus as revealed later on in the level. Announces this it's like, hey, what are you doing here? Get the hell out of here! Um, go get them skeletons, and you you fight off the horde of skeletons, and then all of a sudden, like you mentioned earlier, these these crystallized like um like structures start cracking, and then even more skeletons come, and they over encumber you, your, your whole squad. Eventually, Pegasus comes out of nowhere and and, and it just fires like lightning bolts all at the skeletons and destroying them and Pegasus bounces. <laughs> and then you have to go find this this, this one spear it, or this one, well, one staff to call upon Pegasus. Well,
0: it's the golden bridle. You find the golden the bridle. Golden bridle, so bridle. That's right. Him. Yeah. He, once you acquire the golden bridle, then Pegasus will stop just kind of flying around the map and hover over a specific spot so that he can take you to the other half of the map. And once you so once you found the golden bridle, you can access the other half of the map.
1: And um, and you enter in like a know. like a long cutscene where, where, where like you are you're, you're just flying.
0: Also, quick quick interjection, Treyarch, thank you so much for patching in the ability to skip that cutscene. It got oh really God, annoying yeah. sitting through it. It's like a minute long, and then they just added the ability to hold X to skip it. And it just it's preloaded, so you just hold X and then. You're in the underworld now, and then you don't have to worry about watching through the same <laughs> cutscene that... I played the map a lot when it first came out. I've seen that cutscene a good two dozen, maybe three dozen times. Mm-hmm. It's really boring to sit through. I would just look at my phone and be like, well, I guess this is the time for me to check Twitter.
1: <laughs> right, but a little before that, you're kind of like introduced to the uh, the, the mini-boss in the game. Like the six-armed bastard that comes out yeah, of for the like a... the Giganese. S- the Giganese, yeah. Well,
0: the Giganese, yeah. Yeah, Giganese, it's G-E-G-E-N-E-E-S, I think I'm never going to spell it. like, yeah, Giganese, whatever. Giganese, it's Yeah, whatever, big G. He shows up, he shows up, Uh, he's he's none too happy that you took the golden bridle and he's got a big old shield and a spear and his shield can, he can, he's got attacks that he telegraphs. So chair getting better at boss design because when they, when they've done mini bosses in the past, like with the, uh, what's the name of it? There was, um, I wanted to say Panzer mortar, but that was actually the boss in world war two zombies. Um, but there was a big old zombie in a fucking suit of power armor, with like a uh, weird claw arm that would shoot out to yank at you towards it, and it would punch the ground and shoot out lightning, and it was easily the most annoying thing to deal with on Darius and in Black Ops Three. But um, Treyarch clearly showing their they've improved with their mini boss design because when the uh, Geganes shows up, he uh, shows off. Oh hey, if you get too far away from him, instead of doing melee attacks, he'll raise his arm above his head and just start throwing spears at you Mm -hmm. that can deal damage, but they're fairly easy to dodge if you move sideways. And uh, sometimes he'll heavily telegraph an attack where he gets down on his knees and puts his shield out in front of him, and then it starts to glow and then it uh, explodes outwards and then instead of dealing damage it just stuns you. But if you're getting chased by a mob of zombies and that attack hits you it's, it's pretty much, you're done. But if you can put even a little bit of cover between you and that blast, then you are totally fine. But the idea that he's got these different attacks and it's a clearly telegraphed pattern, it's just a sign of good boss design, which um, Black Ops 4 or Zombies overall is pretty decent at. Where you'll, you know, every three or four, three, four, five rounds, then a mini boss will spawn in uh, in the later rounds of the game once you get to like. Once you get into like rounds 25 through 30 when the mat when each round is taken between 5 to 6 rounds to, minutes to complete then you know every 10 15 minutes you're seeing one of these mini bosses show up and they can be tough to deal with but you can you can take him out fairly easy. No,
1: just shoot it in the head, Easily.
0: you know. Yeah, shoot it in the head, shoot it in the in the big old glowy weak point or you know with uh, Black Ops 4 specialist weapons just pull out your fucking hammer of thor and just wail on him for a couple <laughs> seconds and you know all the zombies around you will be completely fucked when you do that, too. So it can be not just really cathartic to slam down a mini boss, but know that you're taking out at least a dozen different zombies that just decide, well, today I'm going to go and smack that dude with the hammer. Oh oh dear, the hammer's made of electricity and it hurts a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the zombie flies, you know, 50 million feet to your left. <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff is just, it's... It's weird that it shows up inexplicably. Hey, here's a Greek monster, Giganese. Everybody knows the Giganese, right? You know, you know. Uh, go look and it up on they're, Wikipedia. It's sure a it
1: large bull, in bull, bull, bull sponge. So it's like of course it's like it's like oh, it, it, it's supposed to be like a old oh, fuck moment where you're just suddenly <laughs> just just stunned by like like oh, I have to deal with this now. Great.
0: Yep. And uh, everybody's favorite chaos story mini boss, the Blight Father from Voyage of Despair and Nine, also shows up here uh, after you know an absence of Dead on dead of the Night. I, I think everybody was kind of hoping that he would remain absent on Ancient Evil, but he can still show up here. And he's really like the Blight Fathers at this point aren't really that bad. They were definitely like an oh fuck moment when they showed up on Voyage of Despair because of the map being so close quarters, mm-hmm. but. Like I said before, the map design, the level design for Ancient Evil is so much more open and there's so many more uh, exits for everything. You can get into an area and there's at least two other directions you can go in to lose the zombie horde that's chasing you. So uh, there's lots of different ways to route enemies. There's different ways to... um, you know kite them around and then you've got escape route, escape routes and easy options when you're in a major location so in that way mini bosses in general kind of became easier to deal with by virtue of good map design but also the fact that the bosses themselves are pretty easy to deal with once you actually have an ideal strategy for taking them down right and certainly early on they're going to be kind <laughs> of bullet sponges but as the maps go on you've got your upgraded guns and you you know you might be lucky enough to have pulled a rocket launcher from the mystery box then you're pretty much set, and that's a pretty good place and to be.
1: And very much like these more more um, modern zombie maps, they very much want want you to explore more, like like indulge more in the puzzle elements, instead of being shackled by sh- shackled by a virtue of just being trapped by the the enemies, they they want want it to be like an ever present yeah. threat but not so much be, like, the central
0: focus of the actual level. Yeah, like, let's talk real quick. Um, one of the major changes that Black Ops 4 made uh, to the overall Zombies gameplay, where in World at War and Black Ops 1, if you didn't have the Juggernaut perk, then you would go down after being hit by a zombie twice. With Juggernaut, you can take up to four hits. Mm-hmm. Um in if you go down then you lose juggernaut until you buy it again in um black ops 2 i think it's still the two hit system um black ops 3 changed it to yeah black ops world of war black ops 1 black ops 2 have the two hit system and with juggernaut you can take four hits or maybe it was five um and then in black ops 3 they upgraded it so that you can take three hits before going down well actually it's it's not three hits. It's three hits, two down. So you get you hit. You get hit by a zombie twice in the first three times zombies shows up. Then you're going down. And if you get hit three times in Black Ops Three, then you're going down. So you can take up to two hits. It's like a two hit grace, and then the third one takes you down. Wow. Uh, and then Juggernog Juggernaut will allow you to take six hits. And then, sorry, I'm just trying to recall all these numbers. It's been a while since I played these. But Black Ops Four changes it so that there's no Juggernaut this time. And instead, you just always have the ability, you have 200 health and each zombie attack. Just the generic zombie swipe uh, takes away 50 health. So from the get-go, you can take three hits, and then the fourth hit will down you. But if you have a little period of time to get some health regenerated, then you can take an additional hit. And the nice thing is, unlike previous Black Ops games where your only indication that you're taking damage is your screen getting redder, uh, Black Ops 4 actually gives you a fucking right. health meter. So you can see, <laughs> oh hey, I have 200 health, now I have 150, then I got hit by some sort of mini-boss attack, and now I have 125 health. Um, so that kind of stuff helps a lot in, in making sure that the focus isn't just hardcore survival uh, zombies are super punishing if you get cut off by one. Like, no, you can you can bob and weave around them, and you might take one or two hits, but you're going to come out fine. Because uh, you know, automatically regenerating health is still a thing.
1: Yeah, and that was the other thing too. But, like, like the, the more I'm seeing this, and and, and and um, and all all I can think of is is a, is, is how Destiny has the, the raids, and, and and just comparing the raids to like these more like like just just the the core tenant of like, like it's a first person shooter that has its difficulties difficulties as a shooter. But you're adding a layer of like puzzle elements and coordination involved, making it like all the more difficult.
0: Yeah, you know, I've actually made that comparison before to my friends, saying the main quest of zombies maps isn't so much a um, like some like when it for when the Easter eggs were still Easter eggs, like you didn't expect. Oh, hey, this map is going to have some weird thing that is elaborate, and you can. It's going to have some sort of elaborate thing where you do a bunch of arbitrary steps with the map that wind up revealing some sort of greater secret overall. like That kind of stuff wasn't... uh, Back when that stuff wasn't really expected, yeah, the steps were definitely elaborate enough to be considered more or less a fluke if you triggered them. Uh, And it's gotten to the point where they are less and less a fluke and more like very well-hidden but obvious elements of the map. That you must, in a sequence, uh, with some clues given to you by the map design, by some of the characters saying lines, that will push you in the right direction to kind of solve what is basically a lawn form survival, like cooperative survival raid. There's no, you know, with a couple of exceptions, because, you know, Zetsubo no Shima in Black Ops 3 actually did have like a, a mid quest boss against a gigantic hmm. spider. Um, there aren't really any sort of like boss phases in these hypothetical raids. But again, like I said earlier, Treyarch stopped calling these Easter eggs and started referring to them as main quests with Black Ops 4. When you look over the maps in the menu for zombies, it'll actually say how many times you finished the main quest mm-hmm. and how quickly your completion time uh your best completion time was. So they've actually incentivized these with the map design uh being more it more easily approachable for new players um, by making the mechanics easier to grasp, but no less difficult. Like, I know some players who are really shit at zombies. It's it's not the easiest thing to grasp, and it, believe me, when I first started playing the mode, I was fucking <laughs> terrible at it. It's, it's not something you're like, oh, man, I booted up zombies, and I was like, the best player in, like, five minutes. No. <laughs> These are maps that you actually need to learn uh, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why Zombies is so popular is because um, you you don't just hop in and immediately start fighting against waves of the undead and then hit, like, wave 50. Like, you hit wave 50 by learning the fundamental design of the map, the routes that you're, the designers intended for you to go, and the items that you need to collect in order to, you know build a shield that you can use to protect yourself um, or unlock Pack-a-Punch so you can upgrade your weapons and actually kill zombies in a reasonable amount of time after round 15. This kind of stuff is essential. And the fact that Treyarch has, you know, in spite of making other aspects of zombies easier over time, they've remained uncompromised in the idea that you can't just pick up and play and immediately do well that's something that i think is really commendable because there's not a lot of other aspects of call of duty that have remained in, i i hesitate to say um hardcore because zombies in the end is not meant to be unapproachable it's not supposed to be super intimidating it's supposed to appeal to a wide variety of different players for different reasons but the fact that zombies manages to hold on to its hardcore player base like this in spite of a literal decade of progress, you know, I still play zombies religiously every year. Um, I think that's commendable because there's so there, it would have been so easy for Activision just to say, make zombies more approachable for everybody. Just make it super simple mm-hmm. and give up on all the stuff that makes you unique. Give up on the weird, crazy story that's impossible to follow. Give up on the, Weird just main quest to the, design to the design, make everything a microtransaction, pay to win. Like, you know, like the it's
1: like, well, I made it to thirty-two, yeah. like, oh, well, I made it to thirty-three, like, be, have it be beyond yeah, that. Yeah, make
0: it make it into uh, pay to win. You can buy the points. <laughs> Why kill zombies when you could just pay fifty bucks and start every map with a hundred thousand points? Like, no, they they don't do that because they know the target audience for this mode uh, may have grown up but they haven't grown bored and i think that's that's a good and important thing to keep note of right anyway that's enough of my <laughs> zombies <laughs> philosophy let's continue the discussion <laughs> the philosophy of so developing by a by zombies the, map
1: by the by the time you get to the
0: don't let people get bored
1: so by the, by the time you actually get to the de- demonic part of the level um, I remember like you have to free these two eagles with your with one of your wonder weapons you, either the, the melee one <clears throat> just just to break it open and those two eagles will um, destroy this like crystallized formation called the Oomphaloos.
0: and Umphalus, follows yeah
1: That reveals the pack punch machine and also like yeah, opens so up the map
0: the sin- the belly button of the oh, world jeez. Which, no joke, I'm pretty sure that's a semi-literal <laughs> translation from the ancient Greek. But yeah, the uh, the idea that Zeus, Christian, the center of the world, just sent out two eagles and said, "Hey, uh, wherever you two you two fly at the same pace around the world, and wherever you two meet, that's the mm-hmm. center of the world." And that is that is what you are actually unlocking in Ancient Evil, and at the center of the world, and it's even called in the map if you look. In the upper left corner of your screen, that says the exact location of the area you're in, so you can easily coordinate with your teammates where to go. Uh, it's called the center of hmm. the world. So, I think it's kind of a clever. It's a, it's a clever way. It's, of, it's uh, for
1: sure that like a, like a real neat like like a. It's like, well, we gotta have a, have the the pack a punch machine. How are we gonna do it? Like, okay, like let's include. Let's figure out a way to tie in the Greek mythology within the game in like what what you need what you need to do like we use a, a, as as like an ad- additional objective to continue the the primary objective
2: yeah
0: and there there was actually one thing that I wanted to note with the pack a punch is that um Dead of the Night was criticized for I think rightfully for having a, a really elaborate difficult and honestly annoying um path to setting up the pack-a-punch machine where you need to uh, find in three different parts of the map spread out all over it so you need to open up most of the map to be able to access these uh, three crystals uh, in in jars you'll go into the areas and you won't know right away that these crystals are here you'll just you might notice at a glance oh hey this jar can be broken when i shoot it or melee it And then there's a crystal here. You kill zombies near the crystal and eventually it glows. You interact with the crystal and it gives you a vague vision of something like it's Mm -hmm. a clock or it's a it's a woman reaching out into the distance or it's a woman standing up kind of stern next to this older looking man. Um, Or it's a statue of one of the perks. And, you know, for the statue and for the clock, those might be a little more obvious because there's three grandfather clocks on the map that are fairly they're fairly conspicuous um, and the perk statues are going to be kind of obvious, but the, the portrait, you're, you, you might not you know pay attention to exactly what's on every single portrait in the map. So at a glance, you might kind of go on a wild goose chase where you're trying to figure out what the hell uh, painting uh, it was trying to remind you of, if you even make the connection that it's a painting. Once you get all of that done, you get three tuning forks and you take them to the entrance of the map and you uh, rein all three of them against this barrier, and then it unlocks an entirely new area where at the very back of it is the Pack-A-Punch.
2: Huh, That's annoying.
0: It takes a really long time to get it done. In Ancient Evil, you're told right off the bat, get the Golden bridle, ride Pegasus. Pegasus takes you to the end of the world, uh, or the center of the world. You go all the way down, and you're like, oh, uh, she said free the eagles earlier, so I guess I should free the eagles. And you find these, these obvious conspicuous cages the eagles are in uh the front doors of them glow but you can't interact with them and hitting them with normal guns doesn't work but a horde when you approach one of them a horde of the skeleton warriors shows up and an easy way to deal with a whole bunch of those guys is to pull out your specialist weapon so you'll pull it out and you'll go hog wild and you'll smash open the cage and you'll free the eagle and you'll be like oh i need to hit these with my special weapon Let's say you went down the right path instead of the, the path on the right hand instead of the path on your left hand. Man, I'm just awful with words. The left-hand path, right path, the right-hand path. The left-hand path has the skeletons. The right-hand path has a cage suspended by a chain. You can't get it open conventionally even though the door is still glowing. Shoot the chain, it falls down. Then what happens? A Giganese spawns right in front of the cage. What's an easy way to deal with the Giganese? Pull out your special weapon. So just they're not explicitly saying smack it with your special weapon, but they're giving you obvious combat scenarios where that would be an ideal way to deal with these enemies. And it's kind of cluing the player in, hey, maybe smack this door around, you'll free the eagle. And once you've figured it out for one of them, Mm -hmm. you'll know what to do with the other. And I think that's really clever level design, just kind of, you know... Not screaming at the player with a big old tutorial prompt, Hey, if you smack this Zolba with your specialist weapon, it'll free the eagle! But if you do it for both of them, then they'll fly to the center of the world location, and then they'll open up the Pack-a-Punch after a brief little wave defense where a bunch of skeleton warriors and potentially a blight father show up to really ruin your day. But if you can manage to hold them off for long enough then the pack-a-punch is open for the rest of the match, it was easy-peasy. The pack-a-punch machine doesn't teleport all over the place. It doesn't require you to collect three tuning forks with weird uh, obtuse steps uh, to find specific paintings in a gigantic mansion that will reveal a ghost that you have to follow for a good minute or two so that she'll reveal one of the tuning forks. You don't need to do any weird shit like that. It's just to the point... Smack the eagle cages, free the eagles, defend the eagles, get a pack punch. That's pretty great. It, it And once the, and once that happens, you can't leave... Excuse me. Prior to freeing the eagles, once you go to the center of the world, you can't actually return to the first part of the map yeah. until you've opened the pack a punch. So you're kind of incentivized. Stick around this area, look around, figure out and what see what you can need to uncover. Do. And uh, once you figure out yeah, figure out the. You know, it's because it's not immediately obvious, but figure it out and you will be able to unlock the way back. And I think that's damn clever level design because they're trusting you to, by lo- blocking you off uh, from the rest of the map, that like this is where an important part of the map is going to be revealed. And if you can't solve it, then you're not really going to make a lot of progress here. So Treyarch is. Uh, trusting the player and giving them some pretty heavy clues as to how they should progress
2: later. Well,
1: totally, on. It, it seems very much like the, the 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 like this is on the spectrum of, 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 of like original to more modern um, Call of Duty zombie games, zombie levels. It's it, this, is, this one's far more like 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 hey, we really want you to continue down. These quests, and and I actually perform these quests to you know actually get to the the, the, the um finality of this level, and like the, the, you you can just 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 like mess around and just like you you don't have to complete the level. You can, you can just survive as long as you can, but it it it, it makes you like b- before it, it opens up completely like the, like. It uh, connects both both halves of, of the level, where you can like uh, run around and, and, and kites or tunnel or or, or, or train a b- bunch of zombies around. Like you 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 need to unlock this uh, this, this one area first before you can do the, do the whole uh, zombie stuff. Like you're you're already so accustomed to.
0: Yeah, that kind of—it's just like I like—I feel like I, I've covered most of the points that I wanted to make in regards to like the pack a punch. But it's such an important core part of the zombies because once you open up the mystery box and you get a gun, the first thought that's going to come out of your head is one is this viable, and then the second one is how easily mm-hmm. am I going to be able to upgrade it, or how practical is it going to be once it's upgraded? Because stuff like pistols fall off pretty early on. It doesn't make sense to invest a lot into upgrading pistols because they're n- The fully pack punched ones, uh, maybe aside from the Mozu revolver, which can just do headshot, crazy headshot damage for days. Um, they're not all going to be all that ideal. Uh, shotguns, some of the shotguns are going to be a bit more viable. And then assault rifles, of course, are going to be a pretty, uh, straightforward choice that will remain viable for a while. Um. But when you pull a weapon from the mystery box, you're going to be thinking, is it good to upgrade this? Is it a good idea to do it? Or right. should I just hang on to this for a while? So having the pack-a-punch being immediately there and available and easy to access and easy to you know open up in the first place is kind of conducive to that long-term survival idea behind the mode, which is just hold out for as long as you can because the zombies don't stop until either you're dead or you finish the main story. Uh, and I dig that. I think I think that winds up coming to a head. Oh, yeah, and, quick. and
1: speaking of upgrading, like that that leads into like the next like objective you need to do. But it doesn't really feel like an objective that much because they just feel like like oh these are just the, the wonder weapons you use.
0: Yeah, the primordial hands. Those are fun. <laughs> like those are all those are all super cathartic. And I think generally with wonder weapons is you have to strike a good balance of like is the spectacle of the weapon uh like there, there needs to be spectacle there needs to be kind of a flashy element but it also needs to be practical and like can i pull this out on a di- in a pinch and then whip around and then you know unleash mm-hmm. hell on all the zombies that are chasing me and just immediately clear out a massive horde every single one of the god hands eh, maybe spare one are really good at doing that, and they all make it feel right, really fun, yeah. even even the very worst of them. There's uh, Gaia, Charon, Oranos, and then Hemera. Uh, Hemera. Because I called her Hemera once, all my friends call it the Hand of Hemorrhoids, and I feel bad about
1: that. But, <laughs> or is there their ability, it, it like echoes this, uh, this other one, you can call it the, um, the Hammer of Hemera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hammer of Hemera, which Hamera, uh, like, whatever. whatever. That one. Ability. It's the fucking hammer of Dawn from gears yes, of War*. Yes, like yes. straight
0: up, you you charge it's it up. It's this yellow and then... beam
1: that fires down from the sky because she's the, the primordial Hem- god of the sun. You have the, the primordial of light. god of the yes. sky.
0: Yeah, up, sorry, of light and of the sky. <laughs> uh, and upgrading the wonder weapons are a bit bit trickier than the pack a punch, but they are fairly telegraphed and you know in addition to the the great level design and the general pace of the gameplay and you know the uh the oracle of delphi who is somehow still alive in the early 1900s is uh kind of giving you pointers here and there as to where to go next and what stuff to grab she'll say oh the primordial weapon can be found under the watchful gaze of zeus or the primordial weapon can be found in she the gives hints on all the, the treasuries
1: or we're, we're, we're to find these, like, wonder weapons, but
0: then you have to grab them. Like, yeah, you'll oh just, gosh. you'll go through the map, and she'll say, like, the, the trick is, she'll say two things. Uh, you can break the statement down into three elements. She's saying the primordial weapon can be found under or in the blankety-blankety-blank. And the first thing she says will be the specific part of the location that it can be found in. And then the last part is the specific area of the map. And when she says, under the watchful gaze of Zeus, you think, okay, Zeus is one of the perk statues that I can purchase the perk vapors from. So I'm going to go to the Zeus statue, and the watchful gaze means somewhere within the statue's line of sight, there's going to be an item, and you'll look around you'll see, oh, here's this thing that's kind of giving off these weird purple glittery sparks. So you you stab Mm -hmm. the ground, and it reveals a little gauntlet. You pick it up, and then the Pythia says... Uh, this item is more than it appears to be uh, find one of the shrines around the map and just kind of stick it in there and uh, see what happens. So there, there are clearly marked shrines to different, uh, different
2: well, I guess god, primordial a,
0: gods. Yeah. Yeah. They're primordial gods. They're not the Olympian, the Olympian gods, which are probably in the, in the terms of like the modern zeitgeist for familiarity with Greek gods. I'd say most people are like, yeah, I know Zeus, Poseidon, Hades. I know those dudes. And then the primordial gods might might get a uh, somebody might turn an eye, and they'll be like, they'll like raise an eyebrow. And they'll go, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with uh, hmm. with Charon or Oranos. But um, you,
1: you've those got were, the regular like Mount, Mount Olympus gods, and then a tier above are the Titans, and then the tier above, like the, the first the of their kind, are, are the primordials. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so Oranos and Gaia are like the the parents of all of these Oranos sort of gods. or like
1: Uranus, god of the sky, Uranus, and then Gaia, Uranus. goddess of the, of the earth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Oranos is, uh, he probably was created, uh, like if we're going to like kind of dip our toes into mythology, he probably spawned from the idea of Anki, who was the uh, Mesopotamian god of the sky, Or, uh, excuse me, not Anki, uh, An. Man, it's been a while. It's An or Anki. It's one of those two. Their names are very similar. Don't confuse them with Anki-do. That's a completely different figure. (laughs) But uh, there was a god of the sky, and then there was um, a god of the land itself, Marduk. Not Marmaduke, Marduk.
1: Ah, my favorite movie. Totally
0: different thing. The Greeks were really <laughs> into Mesopotamian history, so if the idea of some sort of uh, some sort of cross pollination of mythology would not surprise me in the least. I mean, I mean Ishtar is worshipped across the ancient Near East. The, uh,
2: the you, Hittites,
0: you... <laughs> Egyptians, they all knew Ishtar. Mm. They had different names for her. She was Inanna, Ishtar. A uh, whole bunch of different, very similar pronunciations, but the primordial god—excuse <clears throat> me—the primordial gods are just these figures that kind of disappeared from the public. Not really disappeared, but just kind of faded into the background. Where people are like, "I want to talk about how Zeus turned himself into rain so that he could impregnate a woman, or the time that Zeus turned himself into a goose so he could impregnate a woman, <laughs> or the time Zeus decided to just, you know, kind of cut the shit and just." impregnate a woman
1: yeah the they, they very, very much seem like to the, like be, be people it's like well we're we don't die so we're, we're just gonna like uh, go off in a
0: corner and, and like ignore the world way more interesting frankly <laughs> to uh learn about the time that some general was really pissed off so he ordered his soldiers to stab the ocean because he wanted to go to war with poseidon <laughs> i'm i'm pretty sure that didn't happen but it gets tossed around like it did Because that's kind of Greek myth in a nutshell. Did it happen? Didn't happen? Eh. But You're just so tired of it all uh, of
1: all all their dumb (laughs) grandchildren like messing up and and killing each other. Eh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's like you know, dad you know, he, he tried to eat all of us, but then you know, one of us said don't eat me. And then he stabbed him in the stomach and tore it open. And then God's skyballs got cut in half, and then the love goddess came out of the sperm that became the ocean. Greek mythology is weird. It's it's very
1: odd. So it's like, I can understand why Charon just says like, "Hey man, I I I, I just I just want to row the boat to hell, man." Yeah. You know, like to, don't to Hades. don't
0: ask me to don't ask me to mandate what happens to all your dead <laughs> people. Just like you know, give me a coin. And I'll push I'll just push the boat on you for a while. I just want to be not, a simple really man care. of the sea,
1: please. <laughs> Leave me out of your sea bullshit. Sea of the dead. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And hey, that's a good retirement plan. Frankly, it's like it's keeping you in shape. Rowing the boat's not easy, but it's it's good and engaging. You get to meet a lot of different people. You're a
1: productive person in a, society
0: as well, so you're feeling good about that as well, yeah. Yeah, you get a you get a decent day's pay, just you know, reach into underneath the ton of the people and pull out the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, you got all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, with <laughs> what a weird tangent in, in some mm-hmm. instances you might like with, with Hamera, you'll definitely need to look up a guide. Um, if you're not, you know, deliberately going out of your way to find every single fucking mirror in the map that you can shoot to find out, Oh, this one rotates when I shoot it. And then I shoot it with the, with the, uh, basic hand of Hamera and then it shoots a little orb, orb of light. And then I, Uh, run over to the jar uh, that reflected uh, that the uh, when I shot this mirror and it went into this jar, if I run over to the jar and I melee it, then I grab that orb and I run back to the Hamera Shrine and then I melee the shrine and then I deposit that little orb and then I do that two more times with two different mirrors across the map. That's weird. That's Mm -hmm. not easily done. But with Gaia, you have three bushes, that have uh, red crystals, you shoot the crystals and then they deposit a little seedling. You take the seedling back to the shrine, you do that three times, and then you go through a simple little uh, trial with uh, a bunch of zombie hordes and an unlimited uh, ammo version of the upgraded Gaia hand. and then you get a version of the Gaia hand that lets you you just charge up, you hold the trigger, and then your character kind of pulls their hands back and then like a small little uh, whirlwind of leaves and seeds. Just starts going from the flowing from the left hand into the gauntlet, and then you just let go, and your character raises their hand above their head, and just fucking Hulk smashes the ground, and then it just tunnels up this glowing green rock that encases all the zombies in front of it, and some of them might kind of get around the initial wave, but then it just explodes and. Man, I've got some fucking clips of me doing it to like 30 or 40 zombies at once and just <laughs> seeing them all ragdolling in every single direction and the sound of it just going like <clears throat> as it just explodes. It's not like all of it explodes at once. It kind of cascades where it, like a fuse of dynamite, mm-hmm. which just kind of goes <clears throat> in a wave out in the same way the rock tunneled out in front of you when you slam the ground and then it just explodes. And it's just a great combination of that audio, audio visual design and the, the game, the feedback from the gameplay that just makes it cathartic as hell to just slam the ground and then everything dies and it feels <laughs> great. <laughs> that kind of stuff is just, that's the main appeal for zombies. Good, fun, wonder weapons. And like the hand of Charon, uh is like this weird,
2: Blood, With magic. blood from the yeah. left
0: hand. Yeah, it's like you shoot, uh, like the default versions of all these weapons, just they all do very similar things. Where, like, the hand of Gaia shoots out three three rocks and they just go doink, 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 and they kill three dudes. Or uh, Hemera shoots out three orbs of light that, um, you know, burn the zombies. And then Karon shoots out orbs of blood that suck the zombies' souls out and drag them into the underworld. And then Oranos just shoots out gusts of air that violently send them flying but the upgraded forms are all totally unique where uh, gaia has like the hulk smash the ground Uh, yeah himera uh calls down the fucking hammer of dawn (laughs) and roasts the zombies alive and unfortunately like as fun as that is it is there's uh, some input difficult to control It's difficult to control, and it doesn't do as much damage as the other ones. Where the the hand of Gaia will almost always kill the zombies well into like the rounds 40, 50 uh, and beyond.
1: Like, like, and, like uh, these, these hands are far more for um, crowd control, especially when, when there's this like, yeah. huge gust of wind coming at him, or like the ability that that oh, kills Arano's him out of him, like, just line. Like,
0: the Oranos hand, when you upgrade it, just by like. Because the area where you get the Orano's hand, immediately, like, you look at the shrine, and it's got feathers on it. Mm-hmm. And you look throughout the map, and then there's three massive arrows where the uh, the tail end of the of the arrow with all the feathers are showing up. So you're like, maybe there's a connection here. And if you shoot a zombie so that it bounces off these giant arrow shafts, then it knocks out a tiny little feather. And then the Oracle will say... Quickly float the feather to the shrine. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Do I just shoot it and you shoot it and it just goes to the shrine? You're like, okay. The shaft that from the the arrow shaft that I just uh, bounced the zombie off just collapsed after I got the <laughs> arrow into the shrine, uh, the feather into the shrine. So I guess I'll do that two more times with the other two conspicuous arrows that are embedded in the map. You go do that two more times. You go back and get to the Arano shrine, and then you get the ability to charge it up, and then. Just shoot out this wave of air, and any zombies that are caught in it just go. Thump. You just hear this little boom noise, and <laughs> they just fly off into the distance. It, it's silly how they'll just they'll they'll be coming at you with the arms outstretched. And they'll be going, like, and then you hold out your hands, and then you just hear this comical little boop and then they fly away. Just. The, the moment they come into the effective radius of it, they are just they were coming at you slow, and then they're going away really fast. <laughs> it's, <laughs> honestly, I encourage people, just look it up online. Look up the videos of these hands being used because it's weird as hell and stupidly funny. Like, that slapstick element of zombies, in spite of how, like, dreary
1: the Stormwinds story winds get. Stormwinds took to a sheet of
0: paper kind of thing, yeah. Oh my fucking god, it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get... Um, the last one is the Hand of Charon, which is probably the weakest looking initially, because it's like, what does it do? It just shot a pool of blood onto the ground, and then you realize... It's the
1: most metal hand the zombies possible,
0: are, yeah. The zombies aren't going to be distracted by it if you are super close to them, but if you uh, kind of like find a corridor and you shoot it into the ground then the zombies are going to walk towards the puddle. They're going to just kind of be drawn to it inexplicably. And it's just going to suck their soul out and pull them into the underworld the moment they step onto it. So it turns out that it's just kind of a the the monkey bomb weapon that's very popular in zombies, where you just wind up a little monkey bomb toy and it plays a sound, uh, plays a little jingle and all the zombies come over and they're like, hey, what's this? And then it explodes with dynamite.
1: Yeah, it's all, all, all um, like the pipe bomb in Left for Dead
0: exact It's the exact same kind of thing, but it, they just turned it into a gauntlet weapon and you've got, like, um, I think each charge... So all the weapons default forms without the super cool charge abilities have 30 uh, shots total. And then once you get the charge versions, then they get 40 shots and each charge for the Gaia and Charon hands consumes three ammo. And then the Hamera uh, and Oranos hands just take off ammo for every two seconds or so mm. that you have the charge effect going, because you can keep it going indefinitely if you have infinite oh. ammo, which you, know, you unfortunately don't. And then you can upgrade them one more time once you've upgraded all four of them. There's one small little quest that it, you probably would need a guide to do. But if you do that, then you can get um, the ultimate versions of all the hands, which do maximum damage, and they have 50 ammo and at that point that's when that's when shit just hits the fan for the zombies and you can hypothetically keep that train rolling for a really long time when you've got all four of those gauntlets fully upgraded.
1: Oh yeah, and, like and, that's, and the, the hand,
0: that's the good shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, and also like the, the hand of charon <laughs> the, 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 the the enhanced hand for for him like oh my gosh, like it it, it at that point it, it, it just seemed like like, you know, it was like cartoon black holes where you like step into it and it's, it's just like you're <laughs> stepping into like, like vast nothingness. That's exactly what this is doing. To yep. see The zombies. And it's just
0: it looks weird when you first see it. you're like, why is it just kind of shivering on top of this puddle of blood? Right. And then its eyes are glowing yellow and then it just kind of starts to sink into the puddle of blood and you're thinking, damn, that's cool. That's metal. As and he fuck. just
1: disappears off the map. And so it's but, like, Oh, I, I, I guess they're gone now.
0: I guess they're yeah. fucked, <laughs> but you, you get four variations of this, uh, destruction. And ideally, um, like one, of one thing that I think is really cool that like in, uh, Dar Isendrak, you could also do is once you've crafted one of the elemental, uh, weapons, uh, you can just put it back at the shrine. And if you're playing a co-op game, then your friend can come over and pick it up. But if you're playing solo, then you could just be like, I'm just going to make all four of them and then I'll just rotate between them as I feel like it. I'm running out of ammo for one of them. I'll just put it back and take another one. And the next time I get a max ammo, then I can put this one back and take that one that I was using earlier back. But, you know, there's no reason that you can't go ahead and build all four if you're going for super high round gameplay. And obviously the, the hand of Hemera isn't, the most ideal but if you're doing like the aranos hand or uh gaia or uh charon then you can just have these crazy high round gameplay videos where you're you know clearing out hundreds of zombies every round and you're pushing into like round 60 70 80 maybe even like the hundreds because you know there are people who are dedicated and have way more tolerance for repetition than i do when it comes to like once you once you're hitting like round 80 90 100 you have been playing for upwards of like four to six hours and frankly i just think that's the point where things stop being healthy (laughs) please take a break pause the game put your console on rest it's not gonna kill you if you have to take a break and you know go outside and I don't know, take a walk, enjoy the fresh air, get some water, go to the bathroom things like this. This is what I, this is what I think is important in life: <laughs> using the bathroom. But seriously, I'm not trying to be judgmental. Just you know, take care of yourself.
1: Like you, you're you don't need ordent. to spend like three hours straight playing this game. Because like
0: I, I, I remember yeah. those days too. I, I love yeah. it. I think it's super fun. And every every time I log on, I'm like, man, I don't mind playing zombies for an hour or two. And an hour or two of zombies is all I need. Like, I won't go down in any of that time. I I will have the ability to continue my run for hours because I am I am proficient enough at the game mm-hmm. to do that. But I don't want to because there comes a point where I'm just thinking, Nah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I like where I am right now. I think I'm good.
1: Or like you have those moments where it's like, oh,
0: wait, I, I got
1: to go to the bathroom break. Put on pause. Like, Oh, well, we can't put on pause. Like, oh, uh, try to... <laughs> Trying to take out the legs out Actually, of.
0: Actually, that was added in a recent update is if you're playing in co op and one person, if you're doing a private match and one person is the host, the host can pause the oh, game for everybody. Oh, dang, okay. And, goddamn, Treyarch, it's annoying that it took you <laughs> this freaking long. Oh like my god. Four games since the original Zombies mode debuted, but you finally added the ability to pause the server. I'm still good. That, that, that is just
1: the absolute worst. But back, back then.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, we're getting towards the end of the round. Can somebody just run the zombie in circles for a while while I yeah. take a pee? Thanks.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Like, I really need. I really need to get a snack. Can you guys just like run a zombie in circles for a couple minutes? No, that stuff's boring. and <laughs> I don't want to do it. All
1: right. So, home stretch here. Um, last two yeah. parts. This is probably like the the, the the part that that made me think of Destiny a lot. Was when when you have like all. All four characters have all four hands, and you go to go go back to the amphitheater, and you go go on go oh go God. under these stage lights. Put it on a fucking play Yeah, yeah, and like you have to utilize so all four hands, or, or or just three hands, and like one person has to step out. You you have to either like okay like do these like particular actions where all right you you got to use the guy hand to um, ground pound like in a certain direction.
0: Like a straight line of skeletons will spawn and you need to shoot them or like um, you're playing Arano, you're using the uh, Arano's hand and then just a, a circle of skeletons will spawn around the perimeter of the amphitheater and you just need to charge it up and just wave your reticle over all of them to just send them all into the mm-hmm. stratosphere. Or maybe there's just a couple in the bleachers and you need to aim in the center of all three and then fire off a single blast so that the tracking shot nails all three of them. You know, it's a really cool and weird, awesome, fun step, and it's intuitive because it's like Aranos is blue. Here's a blue circle on the ground. Stand in it when it appears, and then shoot the guys in the blue. trees with all the shot. other but ones of yellow, green, of, and red. Right? Yellow, green, and red. And so you've got the color coding for each of them, and the it spotlight follows the you <laughs> around once
1: you enter in.
0: Yeah. So it it it's really weirdly vivid. And you can't progress uh, without like
1: everyone I, who's on stage you know like doing what, what they're supposed to do yeah
0: everyone participates everyone participates and it's this really fast-paced but fun and chaotic and not terribly difficult step no not n- so not really just to, it just yeah. winds up coming off as just this weird spectacle but the fact that it's like hey everybody cooperate for this step or you can't progress. Kind of puts a little, it makes it intense, but not in a way that you're like, ah, oh, fuck, we failed. Now we have to do the whole thing over again. Like, No, you failed, so you just kind of no, do the it, amphitheater It's, step it's, it's
1: far again. more analytical, like a comparison to all, 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 all like the, the mindless shooting. It's
0: almost like Simon yes, Says Zombies. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a nice, easy reprieve before you dive right into like the, the world. It's like, oh, here's some like video game ass like boss fight coming up now
0: yeah because the perseus thing almost immediately follows it you uh after doing the amphitheater bit then you get a cutscene. if 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 you're playing as diego or scarlet on the map then you don't see this but if you're playing as shaw or bruno then there's a moment where they have to go off together uh bruno will defend shaw and then shaw has to and put a little code into a wall, and he's having a difficult time figuring it out. And then all of a sudden, uh, this weird, uh, dark Bruno voice that's been kind of echoing in the back of his head since the start of the map uh, reveals itself. And, like, if you'd seen the ending cutscene for Voyage of the Damned, or, excuse me, that's a Doctor Who episode, (laughs) uh, Voyage of Despair, it's, it's a Doctor Who episode that also takes place on the Titanic. Anyway... Voyage of Despair ends with uh, a little close-up on Bruno's head as he's looking away from everybody, and then his forehead opens up, and there's that third eye that all the members of the Order have, and you're like, is he a traitor or something? And uh, Dead of the Night, with Charles Dance's character, he also has that same thing, but it's kind of clear with uh, Charles Dance's, uh, or excuse me, uh, Godfrey, <laughs> has his uh, dark Godfrey persona mm-hmm. that's kind of eeking out, trying to come out of the cracks in in his uh, shattered psych. Um, It's kind of clear that, you know, Godfrey didn't sign up to be a member of the Order. He just kind of unfortunately was murdered by the leader, and then they resurrected him with uh, the Staff of Ra. And when the Mm -hmm. Staff of Ra resurrects you from death, you become subservient to the Order. Uh, with a weird, evil alter ego that can uh, take control of your body and force you to do shit that you definitely didn't want to do. Uh, Which can be seen in the end of Dead of the Night, where uh, Godfrey winds up murdering the other three members, uh, the other three playable characters. But, um, with Ancient evil. It's just Bruno and Shaw, and all of a sudden, Bruno's just kind of looking around the place, and he sees a knife, and he picks it up. And if you're playing as Bruno, this happens from first a first-person first-person perspective, where he grabs this knife and kind of puts his hand on Shaw's shoulder and spins Shaw around, and then while Shaw is screaming and, and and bloody murder, Shaw, you see Bruno's it just stabbing yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, if you're playing a Shaw, then you get murdered from the first person. You're just kind of going do-do-do-do-do on the wall with the symbols, and then all of a sudden you're turning around and Bruno's stab- staring at you with a knife, and he's just fucking going at it, driving it into your chest, and you're thinking, wow, this is definitely something that I haven't... Like, How often does a cooperative survival game let the players <laughs> murder one another in a cinematic cutscene? that only two characters experience while the other two are busy just surviving against mm-hmm. other hordes of zombies. It's not exactly a common thing, I wouldn't think. And um, when it comes down to it, uh, it like Bruno successfully kills Shaw, and then um, just is seen with the... Uh, like, It's weird that such important story information happened, but the uh, Treyarch official youtube account has the music video for uh mystery which is the easter egg son the actual an actual easter egg that is on uh dead of the night that plays the Sun mystery uh their music video for it shows godfrey being murdered and resurrected with the staff of raw and then there's another video on their account that shows a similar thing happening to just a generic order cultist so at this point if you've been seeing those videos then you know that when Bruno resurrects Shaw after having murdered him. That Shaw is going to be uh, working with the Order mm-hmm. against his will, but it just winds up turning that like that final boss battle into a moment of like, well, Bruno and Shaw are technically still alive, but they're not necessarily uh, the good guys anymore, even if they're definitely like the the real personas the original personas of them are still there they,
1: they, they just the, don't uh, know the their, dark, their true motivations lie elsewhere they, they think that that's their own actions
0: but they're it's not but ugh, yeah and you know that's why the characters work so well because you're like i don't want bruno to murder Shaw. they were just starting to become friends look at how look at how such good friends they are and now they're hmm. bad guys, but they don't know they're bad guys until the bad guys inside of them make them do bad things. Yada 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 dada, dada. Possession. It's all and silly yada, yada, yada. and really camp, but the camp makes it fun. The camp is definitely like I love camp storytelling. I think that's probably like one of the major reasons why I actually bother to pay so much attention to these storylines. <laughs> <sighs> then we get but to Perseus. In the end, you go to Perseus, after all of this crazy shit, you go to Perseus for one final boss battle, and then right as you leap off one of the jump pads, your game crashes and you don't get to see the <laughs> final boss. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm speaking from personal experience, let's talk about what actually happens. You go through an elaborate boss fight, holding off uh, waves of zombies, and you know occasionally a Giganese or a Blightfather show up, and Perseus is you're fighting on top of Mount Olympus and the, the rain is going on and there's lightning storms and Perseus killed Pegasus and a zombie Pegasus is assaulting you. And you're thinking shit, things couldn't get any worse. And then he starts destroying the islands you're standing on. You're like, wow, I really could have just should have kept my <laughs> fucking mouth shut. And, um, you wind up, it's not a terribly difficult boss fight. You wind up taking him down uh in the last cut scene you're like okay we got the key we can go free the oracle now you go back to the oracle and she's like you've done it you completed the trial thank you for freeing me by the way i'm medusa and then she just pulls off her hood and uh she gets scarlet into a weird captivating stare not turning her to stone but uh putting her in a weird trance like state and's like Oh, she's reading Scarlet's memories, trying to figure out like what has happened in the time since she was, the Medusa was first trapped in Delphi. Like let's get an eye on modern history, I guess. Um, And uh, meanwhile, Bruno and Shah are, you know, presently under control of their actions, uncover the uh, like a little hidden away chamber. And oh, there's Alistair, Scarlet's dad, and two members of the Oracle of the, excuse me, of the order and they've they've apparently been working together, up until the point where they were all turned to stone by Medusa. <laughs> and meanwhile, the only person who's not actually having horrible shit happening to them is Diego, who is just fucking terrified for his life as he sees Medusa is just like has scarlet uh, like clay in her hands, and Diego and Bruno are being controlled by her, and he's like, oh. <laughs> fuck and and that's where the season fucking ends the map ends with one character having like conscious and capable of protecting anybody and it's like it's the the weird sleazebag mexican revolutionary pulp fiction writer it's just like the unlikely character. the he's kind of like the uh, diego is Mm -hmm. honestly kind of like the audience surrogate where he's supposed to be this charming if kind of creepy weird um i i guess charlatan isn't the right word he's kind of like a chivalrous womanizer where that's kind of his default personality but one thing that i think is actually kind of key to bring up if we're gonna no no shame in that (laughs) yeah like if one of the one of the (laughs) One of the things, though, about, like, if we're going to just, like, one last story bit is um, Diego's dialogue where he's like, Scarlet is unlike any woman (laughs) that I've ever met before. And and at first you're like, oh, well, it's because Scarlet isn't actively reciprocating his advances, and then suddenly you're, like, thinking about all the dialogue from all the previous Chaos story maps, and you're like even in Dead of the Night, one of the characters is thinking, you know, I never knew that Alistair had a kid, and we've been friends for decades. And and in uh, Voyage of Despair, uh, some of the characters will occasionally be like, you know, I'm trying to think of all the times that uh, Alistair introduced me to Scarlet, and I just can't Mm -hmm. remember her. I don't have any memories of her. And There's kind of like these implications that maybe, and even Scarlet is like, not really sure if any of her memories of her childhood are legitimate or not. It's just kind of coming back. like, who exactly is this character? Because it's clear with, uh, you know, Bruno and Shaw are not, you know, they've got they're under control of the order. They've got the weird uh, third eyes on their foreheads that open up whenever they're doing the the bad stuff. And then Diego is just a Pulp Fiction writer who's terrified for his life because there's a weird uh, potentially demigod slash like, mm-hmm. mythical individual who he's been led to believe is a completely normal human woman. And then the two friends that he's been working with are now trying to kill him. And that's where the story, lets, <laughs> the, the story ends there. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't want to wait three years to figure out where this crazy ass Pulp Fiction Pulp's like, it's pulp sci-fi soap opera shit lets off. Like, I want to get back on the crazy zombie soap opera mm-hmm. train. Keep it going, Treyarch. Keep the chaos story going. It's so stupid. I love it. I'll watch a million billion YouTube videos just so I can understand the plot. But frankly, I didn't really need to watch a million billion this
2: time videos. Around. Uh, you
0: know. It, it, it's it's straightforward. The, the narrative is conveyed pretty well through the cutscenes and through the characters and the the material that that if you want to piece together the actual story that's going on, you can just like look for the uh, look for the audio logs or you know watch a YouTube video or two. Um, I mean, if I were to uh, if I were to recommend a couple, I would say on YouTube, Mister Smart Guy and Nixaru. Nixaru being N I X A R U, and that's actually the video that I believe Robert here used to familiarize himself with a lot of aspects of this map. And I can say, having watched it, it's a it's a forty minute video. It's a really good watch if you just kind of want to get an idea of like what ancient evil uh, does well, but having visual aid because let's be honest, you know, podcasts. visual elements the best way oh, yeah. to describe all the all the visual splendor of this map. If you want to, if you want to get a really good idea of like what all the crazy shit that we just talked about looks like, just watch Nick Sari's video. Cause he does a damn good job of it. But, um, you know, Hey, the meandering conversation. We've been talking for like, <laughs> uh, almost three hours. I think it's I would about time for us to wrap this up.
1: This is another borderline situation. Is there anything you want to plug, Trish, uh Reese Egner? Is there anything you want to plug, Reese?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I've i just been going to university, so I don't really have a lot of time for side projects besides stuff like this. Uh, if you want to play Black Ops for Zombies with me, uh, hit me up on PlayStation Network. That's Trish T-R-I-S-C-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. Or, you know, maybe you have me added on Facebook already. I don't know who's listening to this. Uh, it could be anybody. But if you have a means, just shoot me a request on uh, on PSN and then say, hey, I listened to the podcast and I wanted to see about playing Ancient Evil with you. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Love playing zombies. I'll totally do it. Let's do it. Um, I feel like my professor for communications is rubbing off on my on me. <sighs> anyway, that's is... a story
1: for another time. <laughs> but yeah. another time means more time for another episode. And so you can check out the next episode, which will be on Heart E Stone here. This one? Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Yes, it'll be on Hearthstone.
0: The item that you use in World of Warcraft to teleport back to the city that you have designated as your home.
1: I've never heard of that game before.
0: Nah, Me neither I don't know why I just like That's weird Why did it come out of my mouth What, what, what am maybe, I doing Maybe the
1: order was Controlling you resurrected, resurrected by the By, by Ra Scepter
0: and You tied my Ra's. lead And pulled my chain To watch my but, blood Begin to boil I think we're both Really tired and We should probably register. But I'm gonna break it's
2: like, I'm gonna ah! break my Gonna break my Rusty cage And run I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. Too cold to start a fire, I'm burning diesel, burning dinosaur bones. I'll take the river down the still water and ride a pack of dogs. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage.